Hi everyone. So in this episode, we explore growing with nature and living as part of nature. So first, we look at what is nature, what is the biosphere, what is an ecosystem. We explore the sun and its role in this amazing phenomenon called nature. And we also look at the role of the moon and how that has an effect on not only the tides, but the water in all of life, including us as humans and the plant life and the soil life. So I look forward to sharing with you in this episode. I'll see you in there. So the big question is this, how do we live in more sustainable and regenerative ways? How can we tap into the ancient secrets of living in harmony with the sacred nature of life? How do we embody the interconnected web of life that thrives in abundance within each of us? That is the question, and this podcast will explore the answers. My name is Craig Hubbard, and welcome to Shambhala Living. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I wanted to share some ideas about nature and our place in nature and growing with nature. For sustainable and regenerative agriculture and gardening, it's all about working with nature as opposed to working against nature. And it seems really natural, this concept of holistic growing, or in in my mind, it, it feels like that. But I don't think that's the commonplace. And when I look out there at the the world of food growing, 80% is still grown in a mentality that is compartmentalized where they don't look at the whole picture is certainly not holistic and unfortunately that trickles over to the home gardening as well when we're taught to grow and when we're supported to grow from some of the landscaping shops the 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 products that are in there aren't there to support life and that is you know it might say this will help you stop your weeds, but actually what's happening is you're just killing the weeds with a pesticide and it's harming the, the life underneath the soil. And therefore, it's not actually looking at the garden in a holistic manner. So before even getting into that side of things, we need to know what is nature. I wanted to share a few thoughts on, on that today. So nature can be described as a living system composed of an almost infinite number of interconnected ecosystems. And then the energy that's operating is the currency that flows through those ecosystems. So that's like a broad picture of nature. And then what is an ecosystem? So an ecosystem in the simplest definition is that a community or a group of living organisms that live and interact with each other in a specific environment. So that's kind of gives us this idea of an ecosystem. And then there's another term that's a biosphere. And the biosphere is the total sum of all the ecosystems on the planet. And it can be termed like the zone of life. And I like to to describe the, the biosphere as like the skin on an apple. So if you imagine the, the thin skin around the apple, that is the biosphere in terms of it's so thin around the earth. If we could stand back and look at the earth from the moon, for instance, 
and we could see it like the size of an apple or an orange, then that thin skin would be the entire biosphere, meaning the uh, life beneath our feet, which goes down generally to approximately a meter, and then into the trees and into the space where the birds fly. That's where most of the life is between our feet and this, this area between the trees with the forest. Where that's where most of the life on the planet is and that's termed the biosphere. And the biosphere as regenerative agriculture, gardeners, as sustainable living practitioners is the thing that we're doing our best to preserve and to regenerate. It's good to know kind of what, what it is that we're, we're really looking at preserving and regenerating and also to know how fragile it actually is. So it's easy to consider that, to think that the earth is just this endless, boundless place of resources and that's how unfortunately most of humanity is treating earth as this big resource pit that they can continually mine and, and use. But when we stand back and look at that and go, okay, actually, it's very thin, it's very delicate. And there's this concept called the overview effect, which uh, a dear friend, uh, Richard, uh, who, who lives on the farm with us, has, has shared with me. And that's this effect that happens when an astronaut goes out to, into outer space and they look upon the earth and they get to see the earth that it is actually finite and most of the accounts when they come back is, is an awakening, is a realization that oh it's not just this endless resource pit, it's actually this finite living system floating in space and we can't just go off to the next planet and get some more resources like we go down to the supermarket. This is it. This is us. This is everything that we have. When we realize that, when we realize the fragility of that, then we can start to take responsibility, personal responsibility and not wait for governments and institutions and corporations like this is up to us this is this is our planet to connect with to live upon we get everything from this planet the best thing we can do is to give back and to find how do we give back because that's probably the biggest question is most of us that I'm talking to we want to give back we want to share we want to regenerate but the question is is how I think step one is, is just understanding that we live on this finite planet, that it's actually a very thin, the biosphere is so thin and getting to know the terms of, of what we're dealing with. So nature, of course, is this kind of quite large generalistic term that also embodies other planets and and so we can kind of go wide with that one but then we can come into an ecosystem and we've talked about that then we can come into a biosphere what powers all of this you know is it the the center of the earth is it this this warmth that's coming out of the earth or what is actually powering this whole earth and so then that brings us to the sun this 
big ball of amazing um, heat and source of energy that is beaming its light upon the earth. And that is the, the most profound concept that we can understand is how do we capture and utilize as best as possible the sun's energy. So that's what we're always looking for in the garden as uh, regenerators of this planet. How do we best use this sunlight and not squander it and not let it turn back into atmosphere where in terms of carbon. So car the way we bring that into the earth is through the help of the plants. We as humans, we, can't, we can absorb a certain amount of sunlight, but the plants are the medium that actually convert the sunlight into a, a form that actually stays on the earth, and that is in the form of carbon, in the, and it brings it down into the earth. And we've talked to the, about that before. The sun is, is such an, uh, a major part of, and it's the beginning of the source of energy, energy, the flow of life. Then we have the moon, and the moon is this beautiful body that keeps the earth in balance in its dance around the sun. So the, the earth, as we understand it in science, and remembering that science is not the be-all and end-all, it, it only knows what it knows now, and science is continuously learning. And I'm talking like earth science, not like pharmaceutical sciences. And, and there's so many science areas, but earth sciences or earth science, what we understand and is constantly learning is that the moon is spinning around the earth and that keeps us in this balance so we, we're not going out of our orbit from around the sun and as we're spinning around the earth is spinning and this dance of earth a dance of the moon and the moon then has this effect on our water system and that water system isn't just affecting the tides in the ocean it's affecting the water across the entire planet us as humans we're made up of you know, 70 to 80% water, some say 90% water. The plants are predominantly water, 90% water. That this tide in the plants, in the humans, or in all of the mammals, and in all of the micro life, there is this constant ebb and flow of energy from the rising and falling of, of the water the pressure that is while the moon is spinning around and that happens every single day there's there's two high tides and two low tides in a day and in biodynamics discusses how does the moon have a, an effect on our plant life so at certain times in the full moon the sap is bring, brought further up into the plant and then the other times in the new moon it's coming back down into the earth we can understand that we can utilize that in our gardening practices and but also just firstly just getting to know the the language and starting to feel that in your own body to become 
not just listen to what I say or what someone else says, become a, a gardener, which means become a scientist, become a experimenter and start to observe the feelings within your own body as the cycles of the moon are playing out. Like while you're listening to this podcast, where is the moon in its cycle? And how, if you start tracking that, how does that play out in your life, in your daily life? So there's 13 moons in a year and the moon is regular. It's, it's on time. It's, it's not the, the, the months. There's 28 days in some, 13 others. But in the moon cycle, it's a 28-day cycle. And when we start to understand these cycles and start to move with them, then we can start to see patterns. And we start to see patterns in nature. We start seeing patterns in our own body. We start seeing patterns in the world around us. Then we can start interacting with those patterns. And then we start seeing gardening more like a dance, more like a symphony, because it's patterns, it's harmony. And then we start to see this holistic picture. And that to me is when we really get to play in this beautiful world of regenerative, sustainable living. There's so much more I'd love to share, but I don't want to make this like a science lesson. But I did want to give you a little bit of a a touch on on that. And then in another podcast, we'll, we'll go a bit deeper in some other areas of of this thing exploring the world of nature in regards to our life on this planet. I hope you enjoyed that a bit and it wasn't too deep. If you want to go deeper, let me know and we'll, we'll certainly go deeper. But I want to keep this kind of general and fun, but I also want to make this educational. So I'll, I look forward to hearing any feedback yeah, let me know if you if you are enjoying this and if you're learning from this, we can certainly kind of turn it up a bit more or we can, you know, go back to more fun stories. We've got some really fun interviews lined up, so I look forward to bringing those to you soon as well. Okay, well, I will see you in the next episode. Lots of love. Bye for now. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shambhala Living Podcast. If you enjoyed it, then I'd love it if you would share it with some friends and subscribe to this channel and turn on notifications so you can find out when the next podcast comes out. You can find us at Instagram at Shambhala Farm and also check out our upcoming 12-week food growing course. You can find out more details on our newsletter list or on Instagram. I'll see you on the next episode.